get to the question and answer period, just introduce yourselves. I think that'll be helpful. All right, Phil. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'm Phil McCormick. I'm with the city of Riverside in California uh, with the Office of Emergency Management. Uh, as we go through, I'm going to try and say next slide or whatever, so you guys can try and follow me. Uh, so I'm on the second slide. Uh, this is the cover of our earthquake planning guide. Uh, it's being distributed uh, as we talk to um, various agencies and departments within uh, and around the city of Riverside. Uh, and the concept, uh, as we'll go into during the discussion, relates to a unified response picture, if you will, for not only public safety, but our utilities folks, our EMS folks, uh, and those type of agencies, the school districts, and those type of things. Uh, a little history about the project. Um, we had several GIS data systems uh, within the city that were not necessarily linked together. And basically what we tried to do was uh, bring them all together. Uh, our city, PD and Fire, had uh, a GIS mapping system for their mobile data systems that hadn't been updated in several years. Our utilities had a similar ESRI product that was not married to what the police and fire department had. And our building and, and community development People also had an ESRI uh, GIS mapping system and database uh, that, again, was not linked to any of the other systems. Uh, so uh, as we started a project that was really not necessarily designed uh, as a hazardous project, um, it was more designed as an update of the PD and fire uh, mapping system and bringing all of the other systems together. It turned out that, uh, as we talked about it, everybody thought that it was a good project to develop as well as update our hazardous data uh, in comparison to the hazardous data that we got from FEMA. Uh, so they all agreed to become one large uh, committee, if you will, uh, which the Office of Emergency Management became responsible for coordinating. And one of the first things we did was um, contact the city assessor's office and we brought uh, their data in and then we also participated in the uh, FEMA funded hazardous update program for Riverside, San Bernardino, uh, Orange County and, and those areas. I hope, I don't know if you want to spend a minute and talk about that before we go on any further. Uh, if we have questions we can come back to it. Okay. Uh, the process uh, started about two, two and a half years ago and we're still moving through it now. Um, the next slide just basically gives an overview of the city of Riverside. We're officially 91 square miles. We'll become 98 square miles in about six weeks. Um, our sphere of influence is 112 to 115 square miles. Uh, we have uh, a large uh, area that um, involves the military. Uh, we have a lot of mutual aid regions within the, the unincorporated areas directly adjacent to the city, uh, and we have a lot of our census tracts that overlap in between the city and the county areas. Uh, so the uh, project was specifically designed for the city, uh, but we wound up having a lot of overlaps within the area. The uh, next slide basically gives you an idea of the size and, and makeup of the city. 
we have a daytime population around 330,000 people. Uh, we have the three major universities and a large junior college, uh, which uh, has made life a little interesting within the city because we have a large number of apartments and temporary housing uh, that did not show up anywhere within the FEMA data that we've got uh, within the basic FEMA uh, data presentation off the CD. Uh, we're also the county seat, so we have a lot of state, federal, and county buildings. Uh, and within the city, we have five dams and reservoirs. Um, so that makes it interesting as far as uh, inundation. Uh, none of the dams or reservoirs in the cities have been updated uh, for the last 20 years. And they're being looked at now by the state to determine their functionality and safety and those type of things. And the state's doing that with all the dams within the, the state of California. So the next slide kind of gives you an idea of the team development. Again, what we did was we started out with it being primarily a GIS project for fire and PD. Um, and then as we came together, we brought the additional OEM personnel, city GIS personnel. Each major city department has their own GIS personnel. So um, again, that's one of the reasons why we had the bifurcated GIS databases is because we don't have a centralized GIS group, if you will. Uh, and that was one of the things that the, the Hazus team created was a centralized uh, group for database retrieval and, and housing. We used a lot of our third volunteers uh, to help collect data and go out and validate uh, some of the data that we had. Um, we had a couple of UCR grad students who assisted in some of the stuff at UCR and some of the other locations. And then um, we had a quasi-requirement by the assistant city manager that the major city departments would participate in the project. And by the way, as I'm going along, if anybody's got a question, feel free to, to jump in and ask. Um, next slide gives you an idea of the, of the creation of the master database. Uh, we had all the PD and fire response zones. Um, our utilities has been involved in GIS for quite a long time, so we were able to bring in substation information, uh, generating plants. Um, we actually plotted 5,200 power pole locations. Uh, project what power poles would probably fall down during uh, the 7.8 earthquake from Golden Guardian. And we had all of our sewer and water information. The city has paid for liquefaction and soil zone study in the city, so we had fairly solid uh, soil information and liquefaction information. Uh, again, quite different from what the FEMA data was. Uh, we have our dam inundation maps, um, trash routes and, and trash schedules, uh, park information. The, um, the biggest hassle uh, that we had was when we went to the county assessor's office, um, they brought in 129,000 parcels and 186 addresses. And again, a lot of those parcels, uh, probably maybe 15% of those parcels and addresses uh, were not truly within the city boundaries of the city of Riverside. Um, in a, our community development people um, are part of the DataQuick system, which is a national subscription system for real estate uh, brokers, um, and we were able to 
validate some of the data that we were working for. We somewhat did a, a level two assessment um, without necessarily going out and doing a 100% structural evaluation of all the buildings and, and facilities within the city. The next slide gives you an idea of what our first phase was. And again, that was to develop the master database. Um, once we had the database kind of developed and, and identified, each group identified what fields they had to have utilize the data from the, the hospitals. Um, everything in the north end of the city, there would be one hospital, and that would be the only thing that showed. But this shows us that we have care facilities that need to be looked at and identified quickly because of their significant concern. Next one shows our bridge and highway performance. Um, again, you're going to see that there are some bridges with some moderate concern, uh, and this again tells our law enforcement, fire, and public works folks as to where they need to concentrate their first look. One of the things that we found kind of interesting is we ran a drill prior to the book coming out uh, with a similar earthquake, and there was a a lot of people within the, the agencies that participated in the drill who wanted to send everybody to the southern portion of the city because of the area that used to be uh, a riverbed. And as we've now gone through the book and stuff, they're starting to realize that they were uh, correct in their evaluation of where they needed to send their resources. Next slide gives you an idea although it's extremely busy, uh, gives you an idea of our public and private school performance. The large glob of schools in moderate significant concern up in the uh, northern portion of the city is one of our larger universities, uh, and its building rate is a significant concern. Uh, this also includes not only public schools, but also our private schools, you probably lose about one-third of the schools being displayed because they are private and have not come out of the data database. Uh, next slide is uh, our daytime non-fatal injuries. And again, you'll see the red area uh, that is consistent with our unreinforced masonry buildings and our old wood structures from the military. And that's kind of a quick overview of the process. One of the things that we are in the process of doing is we have the maps digitized. Um, and within probably the next uh, couple of months, the books will be going into all of our mobile computers that are in our uh, police, fire, EMS, uh, public works, and utilities vehicle uh, so that, again, they don't have to carry the hard copy, and they can, each individual officer, uh, firefighter, utility person, uh, can bring up in their vehicle the map. Our dispatch centers are tied to the USGS notifications, um, and the process basically is that when they, <coughs> excuse me, when they receive the notification, they broadcast that there's been a, as they did this morning, there's been an earthquake uh, in the Redlands area or the San Jacinto area. Uh, magnitude of uh, whatever the magnitude is, uh, and then the 
individuals can just look to that page and start going through uh, those areas that they need to uh, start with. Uh, with that, I or hope, do you have anything you want to add? No, I think it did a very good job covering everything. Uh, one of the things that we were able to utilize hope for was the validation of some of our data. Uh, and we found that we were probably, I don't know, about 90% hope. What do you think? In terms of? Correct data and, and placement of, of stuff. Oh, yeah, everything, everything seems to be right where it's supposed to be. Um, I'm open to questions if anybody's got questions or thoughts. Phil, that was awesome. Thank you so much. I, I, I plan on bringing a book conference. That would be great. Yeah, and I'd like to um, work with you to write it up for a success story because I think that that would be really worth it. Does anybody have some questions about it? Has anybody else done something similar to this in their area? This is Andrew Chapman in Hawaii. I have a question. Um, you said that you used the CERT volunteers to help with the validation. What did you have to do? Uh, we had them go out and look at the, the city, the community development department from the city is heavily in the process of uh, taking down a lot of our unreinforced masonry buildings. Uh, as well as other downtrodden areas within the city. So one of the things that we had them do was actually take a list of like unreinforced masonry buildings, and we had them drive around and just validate that that building was still there, uh, as well as uh, some other locations that had either changed hands or uh, the buildings that had been uh, taken down and stuff like that. So. They helped with that. They also, we had two uh, CERT people that were fairly knowledgeable uh, in computers and, and Microsoft Access, and they helped us do a lot of the data validation and data entry. Excellent. Did you by any chance use the rover technology while you were collecting that data? No, we didn't. Other questions for Phil or Hope? This is Mary Boguslaw from Maryland. Um, what, uh, I wanted to ask about the military bases. Uh, which ones are nearby? And um, do you have plans to work with them as far as uh, maybe tearing down or reinforcing those uh, wooden structures? The, the wooden structures from the military that are in the city are part of the older part of March Air Force Base, as well as an Army base. They are they are no longer the property of the military. Uh, they've come into the city uh, and we're now responsible for them. As far as the military base goes, they, they have shared with us their building information and just on the edge of the city, we have mutual aid agreements for response for them, um, and we have done a hazardous run and evaluation for them for their base commander. And I, we haven't shown it, um, and we probably won't uh, publish it, 
but their base commander and uh, their facilities folks have it and, and are aware of some of the issues that are out there. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you. Hi, so this is Stacy from Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm uh, I'm wondering what version of Hazus you use to run this. Uh, available now? We, actually, this was a version back we were using MR4. MR4. Is that the grandparent of the current version? Um, well, it, there's two versions since, so they released a version 5, and now it's 2.0. So it's two versions back, but the methodology underlying the earthquake model has not changed, so you would have gotten essentially the same results if you were using the current version. Okay, yes, I've just heard of some changes and the uh, last two versions that uh, have some issues that the third version, I believe this one then, that you guys use, um, it actually doesn't have those same issues. From what I hear, I'm actually a new user, and so this is really, really informative to take the call. And I'm also wondering, Phyllis, uh, you use the brittle versus ductile um, type materials for the um, water systems? the water main and the uh, sewer? Uh, Do you want anything done? Yeah, go ahead. Go. We, we didn't make any adjustments to the distribution pipe assumptions in HAZIS. Um, okay. Those are actually aggregate statistics at a census tract level, so you can't plot them as pipelines. Um, the pipe layer, we, we did have one pipe layer shown on one of the maps. I don't think Phil showed it, but that was custom data generated by the city. So we weren't really focusing on the water distribution system. We were really focusing okay. on their above-ground facilities. Okay, so the location of the uh, pumping station and other facilities yeah. uh, according to the vulnerable areas. Okay, great. Yeah, thank you. Hi, this is Melissa in South Carolina. Um, my question is about the data. Um, after you went through and updated your data, have you had a chance to put that into HAZUS 2.0 yet? No, we've pretty much just stayed with uh, where we're at because uh, until we get done with the project, we really didn't want to run uh, the risk of having any issues come up with transitioning from one version to another version. So we stayed with a, a fairly solid version. Uh, when we get all done with, the, with everything that we're doing, we'll probably try and run it up, uh, but right now, we're pretty comfortable with just keeping it where it's at. I'd be very interested to see if you have any um, issues with it. Um, we have a statewide database, and we um, it, the data is not migrating well into has its 2.0. So is it is it source data, state databases, or is it coming in through the study region? Um, it, it's the source data. Yeah, that's, that's something we can definitely talk about in August <laughs> at conference. Okay. <laughs> and, and that was one of the reasons why we kind of kept it where it was at because um, Hope and I both felt that um, using four was a solid platform. We didn't want to – a lot of the, the uh, data and maps that we had – I had already created and were just – updated and modified by Hope, um, and then she added a couple of regions, um, study regions, 
decided that we were just going to keep it at that platform and make the transition kind of further down the list. Thank you. We also had a problem with, and I don't know if anybody's had it yet, but uh, Access 10 um, can screw up older Access files. So if, you, if you're going to 10, be very careful with your data because some of it disappears. Anybody else? Um, it's Mary from Maryland. I have another question about, uh, it looks like you're located near a, uh, a large body of water and, um, you know, from the Japan uh, tsunami and earthquake, uh, the, the tsunami followed the earthquake, and I was wondering if you're, if you have plans to run uh, the flood model for, the, you've got all your data all, all squared away, so would you plan to do the flood model in, in the event that there's a combination, that kind of a, a combination of hazards? Well, the, the large body of water is, is uh, a water drinking reservoir. I mean, it's a large lake, basically. Oh, okay. Um, and the way our reservoirs sit, um, they're all um, high, if you will, and have very isolated uh, paths of travel for the water. So our, our dam inundation uh, mapping is actually fairly easy and fairly quick because if there's a full release, uh, it's going to flood the city fairly quickly. Does that kind of answer your question? Yeah, sounds like you're, you're already thinking about that. Yes. Yes, thank you. Other questions? Yeah, this is Paul in Boston. I'm wondering about your injuries. Are those um, in thousands? Or is it just what it, what it reads at? No, those are, um, that's the, if you're familiar with hazards, that's actually the sum of severity one, two, and three, which is minor up through hospitalized, but not including fatalities. Um, and those numbers are uh, true numbers. Okay. Thank you. One of the things that we found was, um, in many cases, the difference between a 5.0 and a 6.0 was very slight. And we had a discussion uh, early on as to whether we were going to uh, not put in a 5.0. But then when we went back to the PASIS team and some of the users, uh, they all decided that they wanted the 5.0 in there only because they were uh, they were concerned that without that section, um, they would kind of go back to the free-for-all idea of um, because there wasn't something at a 5.0 that told them what was going on. Um, the other thing that was interesting is they wanted us to actually step it down to like a 4 um, and those type of things, which we weren't able to do because has us has that a stopping point of 5.0 or higher. Anybody else? All right. Um, Phil, I got to tell you, this was one of the best uh, topic-specific calls we've ever had. There are over 40 people on the phone, and thank you so much for your expertise and your energy, and thank you, Hope. I really appreciate your doing this.
You're here. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Take care, everyone. We'll talk in August. See you at the conference. Okay.